so because I felt a little bit better prepared for that, I think it just kind of trickled into everything, you know, like you just feel like, okay, like, I think this is going to be actually pretty successful. And then if you have that mindset, it's just a little bit easier to, to lean into it. And then you get to the end and you're like, wow, okay. You know, (laughs) right? right. yeah. You are listening to the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast with your host, Eric Logan. No Gimmicks Just Sweat is dedicated to hearing the journeys and unique stories behind an athlete's training and what drives them. Get inspired to own your life and make the impossible possible. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, please take a few seconds to rate the show and drop me a review. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello, welcome to this episode of No Gimmicks, Just Sweat. And today, we're welcoming back a person you met in episode 13, and then you met her again in episode 28. And now, she's back again, the one, the only, Monica Houston. Monica, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for inviting me back. Um... I'm excited to catch up with you today. I um, just ran for the first time uh, since running Boston uh, this morning. So uh, easy six miles, getting back into the regular habit. So it's a good day to catch up. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just finished my, my regular morning run. You know, not six miles, only three. But <laughs> my run in, I, you know, I'll be out this afternoon cycling, so... I get my morning workout done and have my afternoon. That's perfect. All right. So, Mark, I have you back here because when we last spoke, you had just ran three marathons in a six-week period. And now you just ran the Boston Marathon again. And how many months or weeks has it been since you last ran it? Uh, I think it has been, it was about six months between because Boston was in October um, last year and then so we're April. So if I'm doing my math right, it's about six months. (laughs) So three marathons in six weeks and then the Boston Marathon again in six months. I think so, yes. (laughs) So so here's the first question. Why? Um, You know... I uh, I think at this point, I, I just feel a lot of good momentum and you're never really guaranteed any, any future, you know, sporting participation. And um, so I, I think at this point, I'm just enjoying kind of the, the positive momentum. And so we're just going to kind of keep going as long as we as long as I feel like it's fun. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think that's, I would say that's, you know, a big part of the why. Um, there were there was a time for sure when, you know, like in the past when I didn't think um, I would be, quote, good enough for Boston. So it's, it's exciting um, to be able to go back. It's definitely a a privilege to be able to go back and um 
I don't know. Like I said, I just kind of keep it keep it going for as long as as long as it can. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, you are a very positive person, um, and you're actually brought an inspiration to many, even though you might not know it. You know, because <laughs> you know you're to go out and continuously do what you do and smile and always post and be positive. That that says a lot about you as a person and says a lot about your passion for running as well. Yeah. I mean, I am, uh, I am an optimist. That's my go-to is, is more optimistic side and the more just kind of pleasant and find, you know, find something that uh, is good. Uh, I think I've become more of a realist <laughs> over the years so that I have a little bit more like uh, a little bit more you know times when I'm I'm kind of temper the rampant optimism but generally my personality is definitely one to um to look and find the good so okay yes okay so before we get into this year's Boston Let's look at kind of between when you last ran Boston in October, because um, again, it was delayed or postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, let's look at it from between October and now. You know, you know, what adjustments did you make to prepare to run it again? Uh, quite, I've uh, quite a few things. Um, change well I don't know about quite a few some pretty big changes um maybe the the largest shift um was a coaching change um uh I was just needing um different support in terms of coaching that wasn't really happening and um I think it's depending on how long you're with, you're with your coach it's it can be a little bit uh, bittersweet um, to arrive at that decision and have confidence enough in yourself to make a change. Um, and so it was not easy, but, you know, kind of maybe going back to the optimistic side of myself, I knew that I wasn't, um, I wasn't at, at my best or kind of, you know, on that track at, at that point. And so I knew that I was worth a chance at, at getting back to that trajectory. And that to me is, um, if you feel that way, you really need to honor that about yourself. Um, you really got to find people and surround yourself with people who are really cheering, who are actually super cheering for you and not for necessarily like their own, their own um, adventures or their own, you know, success. Um, so I, it was important to me to, to kind of reconnect with a coaching relationship where that was really the case. So um, I changed coaches in December um, and my coach is Mel Rojas. Top American in Boston, uh, again, just a couple weeks ago. Um, and our, she has been 
really, really wonderful. Her communication has been really good. Um, what I appreciate, um, or, I, mean, I appreciate a lot of things, but something that I was really looking for um, were just kind of notes on any nuances about workouts or, you know, just very, you know, feedback about how they went after the fact. Um, and I think that has really been critical in um, how I've kind of changed as a runner over the last four months in terms of confidence and physical ability, but uh, it has just been a, a really positive change. And um, I'm really glad that I trusted myself to make the change um, because for as much time as, you know, I'm spending or, you know, other people are spending practicing this sport, um, I think it's really important that you feel, you know, like what you're doing is making a difference in terms of your goals. So. Yes, definitely. So, um, was there with a new coach you know were there any major changes in your regular training were there any major changes in your diet and nutrition um the biggest change uh for training was or is that um she's also a strength coach and that is uh paired together with being one of her athletes and that's something that I was really looking for, and it's probably a player in the reason that I chose her. Um, and so she gives, along with the running programming, two strength workouts a week, um, and then also two like mobility type workouts a week. Um, and it takes, you know extra time to do those things but I do think um that the the really intentional um strength workouts that she pairs you know along with the running programming made a big difference um just overall as a like myself as an athlete but you know as we were getting closer to Boston we're doing like different sort of um lifts and, and techniques that are geared more towards downhill running, that kind of thing. Um, so that was probably the biggest difference um, in training. We didn't really do, I didn't really do much towards diet. Um, I'm a pretty uh, equal opportunity person as far as diet goes. <laughs> um, not a whole lot do I uh, do it. I don't I don't know if there would be anything that's off limits, but um I don't know. I've never that's not um I mean we all have room for improvement and uh so I'm not saying I have the most fine tuned nutrition strategy, but um that that didn't really change much. The thing that changed the most was um the more targeted strength. Um and then she she's a little bit uh, she's pretty creative with her workouts. So the workouts, a lot of them will have both more distance type um, work, and then at the end it'll have more like speed type work. So that's also been kind of fun to experience that type of training. Um, 
because it it actually makes it go by really fast because uh, you kind of have to come at it from all different angles. So, okay. Did you once you started making these changes? Did you notice um, uh, a change? And of course, you know you're not going to notice it overnight, but in the months coming up to uh, the Boston Marathon, did you notice that like you were much faster or that your endurance improved? Uh, what were the changes that you noticed about yourself as a runner? Um, I think uh, I think a little bit of both, actually. Um, it, I, I just felt um, I felt very prepared for um, a little bit quicker marathon pace. Um, I felt more equipped to try the faster speed work. Um, I definitely did not, um, I'm still not like a hundred meter girl, right? Like, (laughs) um, I, you know, like, and, and, but, you know, like to that end there, it's no, it's no secret to me or to anyone who I run with or who has helped me in the past that my top speed is like, and, you know, my turnover and everything that's related to that. Um, that's kind of where my biggest maybe improvement potential is because that's like where, if you look at a chart, like my shorter distances are less, um, competitive than the longer distances. So instead of, just just prescribing like go out and just run faster um now has sort of like different strategies within a workout to try to encourage turnover or or better turnover or that kind of thing so um I think I just felt a little bit better prepared to even try workout to try to be faster at like a 200 or something like that. Um, And so because I felt a little bit better prepared for that, I think it just kind of trickled into everything, you know, like you just feel like, okay, like, I think this is going to be actually pretty successful. And then if you have that mindset, it's just a little bit easier to, to lean into it and then you get to the end and you're like wow okay you know <laughs> right, right exactly yeah so was there anything that you specifically that you you did during the October Boston Marathon that you said like yeah you know the kind of it's kind of like the whole if I knew then what I know now type of approach was there anything that you kind of saw that from yourself that you made changes on? Um, I don't think so. My race in October, um, I ran with two friends and it was just so great. Um, and my, my goal in October was not quite the same as my goal a couple of weeks ago. And so, um, I, you know, like, I didn't have any catastrophe in October. I didn't, um, I didn't have anything that I was like, whoa, never doing that again. Um, So really, uh, 
I'm grateful for that because I know a lot of people, you know, the marathon is, it doesn't owe you anything. And especially Boston doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> and um, so I'm grateful, you know, to not have had a, a time in October where I came away with a ton of those kind of takeaways. Um, so, you know, my preparation for this past, you know, this past Boston a couple weeks ago, um, you know, it was different in terms of workouts and, and training preparation. Um, and we did a, a little bit different uh, hydration. I did not carry a bottle for the first time ever in a marathon. I did not carry a bottle a couple weeks ago. Oh, and really? so, we, we, yeah, we had to, um, we had to kind of, um, kind of chit chat about, you know, how, what the plan was going to be for that, um, paired with fuel, you know, um, so, uh, generally though, I mean, I, I found the race actually to be very similar, um, in, in terms of like that there, even in, even this past, this past race, um, there was nothing glaring, where, you know, I, it was just this big disaster, you know, right. <laughs> and so right. I'm also, I'm also super grateful for that, um, because I know, you know, that a lot of people um, have a, a lot of challenges on that course, so. Right, so let's, let's kind of go back a little bit, you know, you, you said you didn't carry a bottle this time, was there a reason why? Because generally, that, that's the one time I would I, I would think I would want like, okay, I need to have a small bottle on me or something. Yeah, you know, I this was my 10th marathon, and I have carried a bottle or, uh, like, my first marathon I ran with a Camelback in 2004, and then... Uh, my second marathon in 2007, I ran with the little fuel belt with the little bottles on it. Right. Um, and then I switched to like a bigger handheld. And in the fall, I just, every, each of the three marathons, I got to mile like 14, 15, and I just wanted to chuck my bottle off the bridge. Like, <laughs> I just wanted nothing to do with it. And, um, and finally, in New York, I did I did throw it at a water station. Um, and then, you know, at that point, I'm halfway into the New York Marathon. And I had never practiced fueling with the little cups. And so that was kind of a, that was a big challenge at New York for me. Um, so... I think, I don't know if it's just a, it's a thing where I'm now a bit faster. And so when you're trying to kind of split hairs and try to, you know, really fine tune your pacing, um, where, I, you know, at the, at the times that I'm running, um, I don't know if that's it. I don't know if I just, you know, like running is so personal and it's so, um, like kind of nebulous that what worked for you five years ago might not really work for you now and that's okay and I think it's important to understand that and not like hang on to a habit that worked for you five years ago just because it worked for you five years ago <laughs> right, exactly. um, so I think I don't know like I just think how things have 
have come around. I did not want to carry anything in Boston this past like April and and uh I have to and so I had practiced with the little cups in the New York half in March and then also at Cherry Blossom. I practiced drinking them or from them and um you know, I, I still am not the most efficient at it. And so, you know, but it's, that's okay. Like, you know, I mean, it's um, something to work on and, and at least that's something to work on. So um, I was actually really happy with how I felt hydration wise in Boston. Like I, I took um, either water or Gatorade every, uh, every, other, every other stop. Um, and I think it was totally good. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So we're, we're coming up on this year's Boston Marathon. Uh, if I'm correct, you ran the cherry blossom before that, right? Or was that after? Uh, before, yeah. Before. And that was more, did you consider that like a tune up to kind of get ready for the Boston? Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just using it for racing experience I wanted to to practice with the cups again um it's a pretty local race for me it's within like a couple hour drive um and we were able to stay with friends so that was kind of fun um and uh yeah that was I think two two or three weeks out from Boston yeah okay so we're here at Boston now what are your goals for running this Boston Marathon? Um, we, I, uh, we were pretty, sh- pretty sure that um, I was in shape for like a three o three to three o five or six, um, and and so that was kind of the plan. Um, we, we didn't, I didn't have like a real specific uh, race plan in terms of paces, like, you know, mile zero to three and then three to six. Like we didn't, that's not how um, my coach does race plans. Um, and so, but we, you know, we have a coaching call before the race and we're, you know, discussing strategies and, um, you know, like, points of decision, you know, like how to make this decision or, you know, just different, different um, things that might come up in the race as far as pacing or, you know, that kind of thing goes. Um, So it was, I mean, you know, I, I think the way also that she coaches, I felt a little bit more equipped to run more intuitively and um and and maybe a little bit more by effort uh some of our workouts are effort-based and others are pace-based and so that kind of gives you a nice blend of lining up effort and pace sometimes you know so um so that was the goal uh so it's you know seven minute pace plus or minus maybe five seconds on either side, depending on terrain and that kind of thing. So, um, 
that's what I planned to do. And I felt super prepared for that. Um, and I was rolling, like, for, you know, as, as people in Boston do, like, I, I didn't go, I mean, I did not go out too fast. Actually, it was so crowded. Um, the first mile, my first mile was 7.15, but you just really could not, you just could not go any faster. <laughs> um, which actually, that was a difference between October, because October was a rolling start, and you could just start whenever you wanted. Um, so this was a much more traditional, big marathon major start. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just settled in. Um, I wasn't running with anyone this year. Uh, I just settled in um, and just enjoying the crowds and managing the effort and uh, really, really happy with my run. I mean, so happy because I was just, I was like comfortable and relaxed and um, everything felt great. I mean, I had, I'd have to go back and look, but it felt like almost every mile was like 654, 654, you know, like, and that was just so, so cool because I felt like, yes, you know, like this is, I am like so ready for this. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it, you know, um, the, there's like an overpass at like mile 16 or so. And, and, you know, that's like right before the, that's right before Newton. And I think I just got in, I got stuck in my head all of a sudden. Um, because I had felt so comfortable and confident over the rollers in the first you know, 16 miles, and then I think in my head, I was like, oh, no, um, and then, so I, I lost a little bit on, you know, throughout the, the hills of Newton, um, still didn't feel, like, destroyed, I didn't feel like I couldn't go on, um, I could, you know, like, uh, my legs weren't trashed, I just, I think I was just too much in my head because I was, I was like so happy that I had been able to be so steady. And I, I think in my head, I was like, well, now you're, now you can't, you know, like, are you going to be able to hold it now? Is there all these hills? <laughs> so, um, but I don't think that's like uncommon. I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think that's all right. I mean, a marathon is hard enough as it is. So, um, uh, I just, you know, like managed the effort as best I could. And I think most people slow down in that section. Um, and then my last couple of miles were back low seven. So um, all in all, I mean, I was not, I did not, I did not uh, finish in our projected pace range, um, but, all, but it was a course PR for the, you know, above or better than October. So I was really happy and, and I really did feel, you know, even though I got in my head a little bit um, in Newton, I still, like, I still feel like I was so prepared. Um, I know that the fitness that I built, you know, over the past four months is so valuable 
if if for nothing else than those first like 16 17 miles um I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel at all like I, those were overextended. Um, and so I'm just excited. I'm excited for what the fall is going to bring and excited for the summer in between to kind of try to bring a little bit more of that top speed down. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like you walked into this Boston much more confident. And um, more excited about it, you know. Is it, is that like you had like a different, you know, energy coming into it? Oh, hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I probably couldn't have had much different energy and much better energy. I mean, I was, I was um, really, really excited about the opportunity of Boston in April for sure. And and you know, you you were talking about getting into your head. I think that happens to all of us at some point during, you know, longer races, you know, yeah. what you practice, you know, and train, you know, it, it's a certain point, you know, where you just kind of go, oh, you know, can right. I, yeah. you know, can I continue, you know, am I slowing down? You know, I, I think we all experience that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um so, and then it's just a matter of, like, what you do with it, you know. So, I just tried to acknowledge it and keep going forward and, you know, not just assume that the whole day is lost because it really wasn't. I mean, um, you know, I still really am happy with the race and so grateful for my preparation and for the guidance and um, just really excited for what's to come. So speaking of that, so what is to come? So what's next for you? You've you've done Boston, and you know it's just now May. So you got plenty more months left in the year. So what's next for you? Well, I took um, I said in the right when we started that today was my first run back. Um, we had. Um, I had two weeks off last week, did a little bit of light cross training. Um, and I didn't feel like I didn't have any acute pain or anything like that after the race. Um, but I just think the, the mental break is really important. Um, and so, yeah, so I just, um, I slept in, I made breakfast on the weekends. (laughs) Um, I did, you know, uh, caught up on some stuff at work. I mean, just really, um, I mean, I love that the practice of running and just the rhythm of it, getting outside during the day. Um, But it is really, I mean, it was really nice to have a a time where that wasn't on my to-do list. So, um, so today was my first run back. Uh, It went really well. It's beautiful morning. Um, and I'm excited to get back into the rhythm of it. Um, I don't really have a lot, um, on the calendar anytime soon. Um, my town has a 5k in July, (laughs) um, that I'll probably do by default. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't have any races on the calendar, uh, for a while but that's I mean it's kind of nice because 
you can get like a really solid um, little seed block or, you know, just work on some other things that aren't, you know, going to maybe fit so well when you're having a big race um, in the near future. Uh, so I'm registered for Chicago in the fall. Um, there might be a cha- there might be a change in that, uh, but I'm. That's, I don't know really about that yet. So, but I am registered for Chicago, so that at least is a for sure thing. Um, and so, and I've done that'll be my third third Chicago, I think. Um, so I'm 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 really excited to go to the, go back and um, would really you know love to have a, a great day there. So. Uh, pretty sparse <laughs> right down there compared to last year, actually. So, um, but that's alright. It's kind of uh, it's kind of nice, especially after the fall. So, what? No, no more three marathons in six weeks? Yeah, I. You know, I was really <laughs> lucky to do that. I don't know if I need to do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. All right, so what I'm going to ask you next is that, you know, what advice would you give someone as if they were looking at running Boston? Given that you, you ran it in October, you just ran it in April, you made some necessary changes between those times. So what piece of advice would you give to anyone who, you know, is eyeing Boston as a goal race for them or just any marathon? I would say say um to commit yourself to a process of preparing and then um trust the process so uh it's you know um you know some days it doesn't feel like what you're doing you know like on you know easy run after easy run it's just like Sometimes it's hard to really understand how it's all preparing you um, or, you know, if if your workouts aren't feeling stellar, you're wondering, like, you know, if it's preparing you. But, you know, if I, I would say to if, if that's your goal to um, find, you know, a training strategy or a coach who's um, philosophy whose personality who's like kind of logistics seem like they're going to be a good fit um for preparing you and helping you feel prepared um and then and then trust trust it <laughs> um you know i mean do your due diligence i mean you you do want to have confidence in in what you choose to prepare you um um but uh you you know you also if you're gonna if you're gonna put your trust in somebody just do it (laughs) um and and understand that maybe you know maybe it will take you a shorter amount of time to get there or maybe you know it would take you a longer amount of time and um but you know, if you're if you're committed to to doing the work and to like staying in the 
you know, like staying in the game, then I would, you know, I think you'll get there. Um, and, and like, and, you know, like if, if you find that for whatever reason, the, the person you choose or the strategy you choose is actually really not, um, like setting yourself, setting you up for your best self, um, then maybe, you know, trust your gut and, and make a change. I mean, when I say trust the process, I'm more talking about like the day to day, like, why am I doing 10 800s, you know, or like, <laughs> or, you know, it, because, because I do think, you know, from my own personal experience, um, you know, having someone who you feel is genuinely um, in your corner and setting you up to succeed for your goals, that's really important. And if you don't feel like, you know, the person or um, plan, you know, that you printed off or whatever is preparing you for that, then, then have, you know, trust yourself and, and honor yourself and, and find something that does set you up for that. Awesome. That, that is great advice. And I hope everyone listening, you know, <laughs> pays close attention to it. Because that yeah. is great advice there. Uh, Monica, thank you again for coming on to the show. You're welcome. You, you, yeah. are, my, you are my first three-peat guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to come back. And um, it's always nice to talk to you. And uh, happy to come back anytime. So I appreciate the invitation. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, again, I appreciate you coming, and I know you will probably be on here again sharing more of your adventures and your inspirational story. Yeah, anytime. Let me know. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too now. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Gimmicks, Just Sweat podcast. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in each week. If you enjoyed today's show, please support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to tell your friends about the No Gimmicks, Just Sweat podcast so we can continue to have awesome conversations with everyday athletes just like you. Until next time, have an amazing week.